0: From time I trying to make it all rapping. Tell my girl if you pass my back, just stay that side. I don't want you back here. Boys, but let that dodo, voice be capping. You say you show we something.
1: Three months come by, nothing happen You drop the ball in a true kids on my gang till I'm hooded. What's good, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of We Move the Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Bonsu. Make sure you follow my content. Nina Bonesu on Instagram and TikTok and on Twitter, Nina Bonesu underscore. And we can have a conversation. I do respond to messages. So if you want to have a conversation about something I said, like anything you want to talk about, sure. If you also want to come on the podcast, feel free to hit me up and let me know. But today I'm really excited about the topic that we're talking about. But not only that, I'm excited about the guest that I have on the show. This is somebody I've been trying to do some type of content whether it's my youtube or like my podcast i've been trying to bring him for weeks but he's always busy and i finally got him we finally agreed on a time and we finally decided to do this oh yeah and also make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel nina bonsu if you don't know how to spell it's n-i-n-a-b-o-n-s-u so make sure you follow so make some noise for my friend the man of the moment is here with me, um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, then I'm going to ask a few questions then we'll get into today's topic. So please, feel free and introduce yourself to the people.
0: Hi hey guys, my name is Joseph bortini um, I'm a student at the Ghana School of Law, okay, probably you known as Makola, and an aspiring board chairman of a class of folk, hey. a staunch Santa Claus here. And that is that. Yeah, and a SAC like native. I love Sakura. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Oh, I was even about to ask you about the Sakonyo. Like, how do you feel about the SAC album? I just listened to it to, like today.
0: <laughs> to be honest, right? Um, I haven't listened to the album yet. Mm. And I'm really trying my best to hold on. Why? Because um, I ordered new headphones ah. and it will come in tomorrow. And you know that has like the special audio stuff so like i want to listen to it with like yeah proper sound i'm particular about sound and i want to like soak it all in but i've watched the interviews that he's granted prior to the Mm. um the album release same with the wicked album i know i've not listened to those two albums because i'm waiting for my
2: Mm.
1: honestly with the sakura album is for me it's a different sound for sakura for me like i wasn't expecting that like i i feel more like it's the the people on the features is their album more than it's his album i guess because i'm like just used to like the hardcore rap of Sakodia and also but i know like now he doesn't do that anymore but like i just feel like this is a different sound for him but like it's a good album um i listened to the whiskered album as well it was it was good i feel like those two albums i need to listen to it again i'm the biggest whiskered fan so yeah Whiskey, if you're listening, please give me a job. And um, I listened to the Kabna Kovna album as well. That was it was good. Oh, I didn't
0: I didn't know Kabna Kabner has an album out. I, I didn't know.
1: Yeah, like he released it the same day as Sakodia. Um it, oh. it was actually good, it's really nice. Um, he like has influences from like old songs and stuff like that. But speaking of law school, shout out to our friends who um yeah, let me
0: use this as an opportunity to congratulate the all the my lawyers. As Jay-Z said, I've got lawyers like shooters.
1: And Our friends passed the bar, so you can't talk to, them to us.
0: Shout-out to... Shout to i got a lot of lawyers now.
1: Shout-out to Katie. Shout-out to Kekemi. Well, I mean, those are the two people that I know, I know. Who else do I know that graduated I feel like I don't know anyone else. Do I know someone else? Yeah, but to give your shout-outs to your people. Um,
0: so, yeah. First of all, let me congratulate all my friends who have been called to the bar. This is childhood dreams. This is years of struggle, anticipation, anxiety, examinations. This is everything in your upbringing, in your bones, right before you. And congratulations! I'm really proud of them. As Jay Z said, I've got lawyers like shoes. So yes, truly, 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 I can't. I can't wait to see them in court in like their wig and gown. And one more thing, every single person. I mean, every single one of my friends that wore a pink stripe knows game. Like I was so excited because I'm always like, nah, Charlie, no you for West pink stripe, no you for wear pink stripe. And this is me seeing my guys wearing pink stripe suits, and I'm like, that is the shit, that is the shit. Uh, I was I was really excited on that day. Yeah, when I was see them at the bathroom.
2: Yeah,
1: soon, so basically soon. That's it. Soon. So next year you're graduating, so hopefully in grand
0: style. In
1: grand style. If we have money, we will count. We'll, come. You have you we'll have to come. You if have we have to. money, we'll
0: come. If we don't have money to we'll post. We'll so. fly you in. Miss,
1: we'll fly amen, you in. Amen. Amen to that. I feel like next year I know like you, my other friend in Kitiya. I think you are the only people that I do graduating next year. Aside that I don't know anyone else. You
2: have-
1: uh, wait, you said who there is who?
0: There's Isaac, there's my cousin Kelvin. There's Caleb Bufori. A couple of other people, I don't think you know them.
1: Yeah, please. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know these people you mentioned. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of you know, another person that I know from lost that graduate, um, Glenn Glenn also um passed, so shout out to yeah. him.
0: Yeah, I haven't wished him. Well, come they, from the lawyer from Doma from Doma
1: So, yeah, shout out to all the people like um putting in hard work and you know passing the bar. But today our topic,
0: shout out to yeah, one more person. My friend Mark is Waffle. He'll be, he will, he will be called to the bar with us next year. Shout out to Covenant Sabre Esquire. Could you Esquire? I don't want to start about yeah.
1: No, I I know, Esquire. I know some people I know them, but Esquire,
0: JBA Free Fire Esquire, Nini Esquire, Menta Esquire, hey. Kofi Asante Esquire, hey. Sadinambuchi Esquire, hey. Dictate <laughs> I was about to say something, but let me just hold my hold my mouth because it's a, it's a nickname that Marco gave to Kekeli. That's a conversation for a different day. Oh, yeah, shout out and to Marco lawyer lawyer for Eastern Region.
1: Yeah. So next year, I'm waiting for. I think next year, I just know three people graduating. So yeah, yeah you, KTR. you and KTR, and Isaac. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So we shall be there to support you guys. You Hope. have to maybe not maybe we will not be there but we'll see but um today huh start saving your money please please please
0: please save it though
1: yeah save it anyway so today um we're going to get into um today's topic as you can see from the title we're going to talk ghana versus like abroad and like specifically abroad we're going to talk about america because this is like where I live and I think, but also comes here once in a while. So he has experience. So my first question is what is the perception about like abroad in general, when you're in Ghana, like what's the perception that you have about, let's say the United States, when you live in Ghana, like I know mine, when I moved to Ghana, like the perception people had about America, but like Coming from you, what's the perception growing up and living in Ghana, like the perception people have about America?
0: Land of dreams. Land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. Land of opportunities. Land of endless opportunities.
2: Okay. And
0: um, from a young person viewpoint, I'll say that um, it's the land of gold. It's a gold mine. That's how we see it. We see it as an, uh, a land where everything is possible for you. You can achieve your goals.
2: Okay. You
0: get it. And at this point in, our, in Ghana, yes, mm-hmm. this particular year, the last few years, it's been very tough. Considering that now me and my friends are at that point in our life where we are all like young adults trying mm-hmm. to find jobs and school and stuff like that. And now the economy is like crashing, moving downhill. It's tough. And everybody wants to x real quick everyone wants to like leave the country
1: honestly and
0: yeah i'm 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 not even and the thing is that yeah so we we all see america as the ultimate a place where everybody wants to like leave and go to because we see our friends here and like in no time they are so comfortable like and especially when we see them do things that ordinarily if they were in ghana they wouldn't have been able to achieve it if they were we're all in the same space Okay. You see them here, and then now all of a sudden, like, excuse me, they like the own cars. They're like flying on, vac- going on vacations. They like, they own, like, you know, the regular things a young person wants to be doing. But we don't have those things in Ghana. So everybody okay. sees abroad, and I'm, and abroad, I can't speak for America because I've not been to London yet mm. as like the goal. Yeah, as okay. a goal. So it's like a
1: dream. Okay. It's a
0: dream for everybody.
1: For me, um, I moved to Ghana when I was five. So obviously, living in Ghana for nine years, I feel like the perception of America was, as you said, like, wokoha, like, every, everything's going to be good. Like, um opportunity will come your way. Like, especially because of the way Hollywood has portrayed things to see. And I feel like because the people who've been here before us or who come to Ghana, they don't really, you know, as you said we see that oh this person now is doing this ordinarily in ghana they wouldn't have had that opportunity to do that so everybody's perception is like when i come here i'm gonna make it big hit big and then maybe some people be like oh like oh i'll make it big and then just move back to ghana or something or i'll just make it big and like have my family here and stuff like that but um that's like basically the perception a lot of people have about um abuchi so my my next question is do you think like there's no hope for God? Before,
0: before before that before that right time reminds me i always tell my friends that, like, i mean close friends that
1: anytime i travel
0: it feels like the very first time mm. for me because like it, it's it's surreal that like yo i'm going to america because growing up i literally used to watch like movies mm-hmm. just to have a feel of how america was mm-hmm. considering that i was someone that was Father lives here, like mm-hmm. in America. I always like go like pictures and like uh, Christmas cards. You know, my father is that kind of person, mm-hmm. like Christmas cards and stuff like that of America. I, I could literally get like a whole album of like Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like my father travels a lot, so he sends me pictures of like a lot of like places in America, notorious sites and stuff like that. And also, I like history, so. I've, I've known about all these monuments mm-hmm. and I see them on the internet. And now like anytime I get to travel, I get opportunity to see them. So anytime I'm traveling, it feels like the first time for me. You know that first time feeling where you are overly excited the night before you can't sleep, that kind of thing. And we grew up on home alone. We grew up watching home alone, you know, baby's day out and movies like that. So we literally feel like that is how America is for someone Who always has that thinking feeling every single time i i I can't get over it honestly so anytime i'm traveling it's like wow i'm going to like experience the other side of the world the other side the true world that we are supposed to feel not the heat in africa
1: (laughs) wow okay that's crazy so my next question is do you think there's hope for ghana um
0: honestly honestly right Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think there's, there's hope for Ghana right now, currently. Okay. Because, and I'm saying that, wait, uh-huh. I'm saying that because of uh, the fact that I went to university in Ghana, I attended Kwame my university of science and technology. Mm-hmm. That's why I had my bachelor's, And in tech, even with our students' leadership, you realize actually, they are even much more worse than those our parents in the government offices or institutions, <laughs> and that even makes it much more scarier because you're like this. This is we are literally being told that we are future leaders, mm-hmm. and now we are in even um hard driving police. Let me see positions where we we have to like effect change from the bottom, and we are not even able to handle stuff. We are literally embezzling funds. I'm pretty sure you've heard about the law school saga, this whole issue that came up about three months ago. You know, the the kinds of issues that, the kinds of things that went on. I mean, the amount yeah. of money involved and all that, yeah. it's, it makes it much more, sorry, some way. And the thing too is that everybody has a mentality that when I get to that position, when I get to that point, I need to make sure that I start as my generation. Yeah. To get to, there's sure. no more selfless and... Nationalism.
2: It's
0: that is we
1: don't have opinion. that.
0: Exactly. Last two days, I was having a conversation with my friends. Nat, shout out to Nat, Aja, Kekeli, Acha. We are talking about this whole FIFA, Uh, uh what's the name, documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about how Issa Hayatu, the former CAF president,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there, was this, there was a bribery scandal in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the documentary. The doc, the right? okay. it? Exactly. And he... He took, I think, $1.5 million as bribe, right? And the money went to him, Mm -hmm. personally. And then I think it was Michel Platini in there. And then then Michel Platini's own was a bargain between, I think, Qatar giving the French uh, government some amount of ammunition or something. And that was like in billions, not even millions, in billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So you can see that disparity. like, you can see the difference. A black person is thinking about himself. A white person is much more, even though it's like corruption, he thinks about his country. And that's the same thing that reflects in every other African country. We are thinking much more about ourselves and our families
2: mm.
0: than the whole community, even if it's an illegal activity. You get it. And that is the whole depiction that we are seeing now. People are like offices where they can effect change, they can help us, but no. And that is why our future is oblique it doesn't look clear at all. Like, I see, I see that in the next five, ten years, if you're not from a very solid home, I'm sorry, you can't make it in life. <laughs>
2: but my, my, my friend
0: is, my friend, my, are you, you know, you know, you know, that's right. Yeah, so my friends and I have this joke you're making every single time. Shout out to Ato, and Kujoubing. Shout out to
1: and Kujoubin. Yeah. I'm beefy with you. <laughs>
0: you've been saying that if you're born in Africa, right? Mm. That is minus one. Life has beaten you by one already. If you are born into a house where your father is a civil servant, especially those below the rank of manager, that's minus two. If your family members are not politicians or people with, like, connect in the country, that's minus three. If they are not rich, that's minus four. You see, and if you're a boy, minus five. So if you are born in Africa alone, averagely life is leading you by four already. That is if you do not if you do not have all these specs that life comes with. So that should tell you how it is. Now, especially when you've gone to university, and even those whose parents are political connections and all that. Yeah, I don't even find any jobs. How much more me and you answer back that we don't have anybody? (laughs) You get it? So, that's how Um, it looks.
1: I think, what's it called? And I know, like, for me, I can speak because I've lived in Ghana and lived here. And when I lived in Ghana, I think I had the same mindset where, like, yeah, this country, nothing is going to move forward. There's nothing. There's no opportunity here and stuff like that. But, One of my mentors told me this. He said that for a country where, like, there's so much to do, so much to fix, there's opportunity. I just feel like we've been saying this from, from like, a very long time, like, Ghana, and I I mean, I'm really spiritual, and I really believe that, 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 like, what you say with your mouth can, like, come to (laughs)
0: pass.
1: (laughs) Can come to pass because like what do I know can I'm not saying that our leaders are not our problems like our leaders are our problem but I also believe us as a people like we need to change some of our mindsets also to move forward as a people like the leaders are definitely the problem and it's like they've been corrupt since time their fathers were corrupt and then they took over and they're corrupt and that's that's like what's happening it's like a cycle it's a cycle but us as a people too, we too we have issues where like we need to like you know attend to like for example the political parties is just between two people just between two people in Ghana i feel like sometimes we need to make changes and ghanaians like i don't feel like we are that patriotic because even the way we talk down on our country we want to leave we want to leave we want to leave but like if we leave what's going to happen to ghana that's... Oh, for
0: that for that I agree. For that I agree. Even when it comes to uh, employment opportunities, mm. there are so many avenues we can exploit. Recently I was I was thinking, I was having a conversation with a friend. Yeah, was it you? I think it was. Yeah, you, it was and, me. It was um, me.
1: and I was, telling, I was telling you
0: guys that yeah, you're I was telling you guys that like it, it, it actually is there with me and my dad. So mm. my dad and I we are very close. when I'm walking around, like I freely talk to him, do kind of And I observe things a lot. Mm-hmm. So we saw Home Depot. We were talking about how, like, no like rich man or businessman has started Home Depot like in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And for those who are now hearing of Home Depot, Home Depot is like um, a store in America where they sell everything from grass to.
1: Yeah, like building materials, anything you need to build every your house.
0: Thing. I mean, I mean, I'm, not a, I, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. It's not aunties. This one is like
1: K-K-Fouris, every, K-K-Fouris, every single, K-K-Fouris, single K-K-Fouris,
0: detail. I'm not, like, this is literally like from grass to roofing. and sell mm-hmm. every single thing. So if you are building a house and you're working there, you have every single thing you need to buy. You don't need to like move from the cement to heart. You literally get there and you are every
2: single
0: thing. Mm. And when I look at, like, the number of people that trip into Home Depot every single day, mm. right, we don't have that kind of shop in Ghana. Imagine if you had that kind of shop, like, that kind of store in, like, every region in Ghana. You go to Central Region, there's one day, You go to Eastern Region, there's one there. That alone, that sort of employment. And then it's like a chain because Home Depot do not have, like, their own uh, products everything is bought from
1: yeah comes like from somewhere
0: exactly so their paints there is not from home depot it's from bare paints mm-hmm. um the lumber that is wood and stuff like that is from some someone so that's also creating a whole employment team for other people as well mm-hmm. yes but what do we see in Ghana will a provision store everybody who's opening a provision store will be mobile money just those simple things, like those easy, easy
1: But well, were and afraid we of taking risk.
0: Way. Yeah, yeah, one way, like, all the young, every young person is selling clothes, is doing uh, personal shopping, is doing, uh, doing selling hay, uh, is doing selling, it's something that is like quick money. And one other thing my friends and I have always, always been talking about, shout out to our once more, is the fact that we like quick profits. If, like, this M&M's here, right? If a Ghanaian is selling it he let's say he bought it at uh, BG's or Costco for let's say 10 CDs,
2: mm-hmm. right
0: Or better of 15 cities to make his to make his profit back
2: mm-hmm.
0: within like one month but when a, when a, let's say a foreigner is selling it Albertton Arabia 10 cities 99 pesos
2: mm-hmm. I
0: don't know content he get it but you selling at 15 cities much more expensive so it will be in the store for a very long time and then now uh, we cannot even sell the products anymore because nobody's willing to buy it at 15 cents. And that's one of our problems too. And Charlie, uh, I, and I always say that the corruption is not only just our politicians. It's some of us, our, our fathers and our mothers mm-hmm. who are accountants, directors,
2: oh yeah,
0: uh, storekeepers and the rest at these institutions. It's not just like the politicians at the top. Some of our fathers, your father, your father is over 70, seven thousand cities a month, 7,0 granders, five thousand cities a month. But the father has built a ten a six bedroom house with five thousand cities within three years. How? Boss, how? Tell us how. It doesn't add up, but then they you not ready for that conversation. Oh, So it's not just the fact that maybe there are no jobs in Ghana or the, the country, there's no future for the country, but a, every single person has a role to play. kenny in has this thing, he always says that Ghanaians are not honest. And that's very really true. Anytime I walk into like a store in America, like they greet you with smiles. Like I mean, the associates working there, they mm-hmm. greet you with smiles. Like they even like the kind of conversation they have with you when you're looking for something in the store. It's it makes it easier for you to even want to buy more.
2: Mm-hmm. You walk
0: into Malcolm, and then the people, the the associates in the store have frowned. Like the whole time they are looking at you like, that kind of thing. There's no like good customer relationship. Yeah, experience. customer
1: service sucks in Ghana. Like it's, that one exactly. Yeah. And
0: that is also part of it. It's also part of it. You don't expect people to purchase or use your products when you're always finding out them
1: You know the funny thing, when my mom moved to Ghana, if she enters your store, no aboining part she, she she's not buying, she leaves. Like she'll tell you the reason why she's leaving she's like because it's like you don't want my money. So my mom will leave and they'll be like they'll be like, Hey, mommy way the train home." But like my mom, if she comes into your store, no way and I see you have an attitude, she's leaving. She's not buying it from you. And you can lose customers like that. Like sometimes I feel like Ghanaians, we don't know proper customer service. Just being nice to people can even let you um and let people buy from you. My friend has a store, right? And he was saying how like he met this guy on the road, passing in front of his store, and then just conversation, conversation. The way he talked to the man, the man came into the store, and the man spent like almost like a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars at a go in the shop. Like bought a lot of stuff just from the way like he was talking to the man. Baganians, we have like day, this the day, attitude.
0: The day we went to, the, the day we went to Daily
1: Paper,
0: mm-hmm. I actually bought it because of how the guy was talking to us, Daddy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Literally, it wasn't because. I wanted to really buy something because what I wanted, they didn't have it. it. But the way the guy was talking to me, you know, showing me around, stuff like that, like that is good customer service. That makes you comfortable as a as a as a customer to buy something. But you walk into like a shopping car and they like they frown. They don't, even, they don't even want you to come and ask them anything. There's this they're Malcolm at Tefi. They really have bad customers. Techy, Malcolm, like, I go you there, asked. oh yeah. I'm calling them out anytime i go there charlie is like it's like you're a border like help me find it if you can't help me find it show me that, oh listen this hour. i'll go get it but it's like you frown in things and we also like to but
1: don't you, know, you think it's because they are not getting paid well that's why
0: to some sort of say that again
1: don't you think it's because maybe the pay that they're paying them is not great until i'm being devil's advocate here like you know, some people complain oh, about the pay rate in Ghana, so that, maybe that's
0: the that reason. Oh, that one is valid, but then again, it it, it doesn't mean that you should be rude to people. You get it. You mm-hmm. can be earning, let's say, six hundred Cedis or five hundred Cedis a month, but because of how you relate to people, people can give you tips. Mm. You get it. anytime any time I go out to eat, let's say I go to I hope I go to Red Lobster or I go to Crumble Cookies. And I buy something. It's because I give a tip because of how they relate to me. You mm. get it. I'll give you something because of. But I'll give when I pick up Uber.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I it because of how you talk to me in the car and things like that. Yeah, and I feel that. Uh, it's because people know that. Oh, that's it's because people know that Ghanaians don't know how to relate with our customers. That is why people also don't. We don't have that culture in Ghana because because mm-hmm. why being here be, he she give it to, it. So yeah, the the remuneration is there, but then again, I feel it's a general attitude. We mm. do not. We are first of all not honest people. Nowadays, okay. very true. You're working. At, if if you are someone whose parents employs people, mm-hmm. you will know that Ghanaians are literally not
1: honest. Oh people. yeah.
0: I know people will come and argue with me on this, but me, I'm talking from a point where. My parents employ people, and I know how they act. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. say cotton At the end of the day, will at the end of the day. They will come and come and tell you that the tennis Um, When they went, some broke, da, 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 Oh, excuses. yeah, for sure. And literally, you know that it's not true. Instead mm-hmm. of he bringing you 10 CDs back, he's going to bring you, like, uh, 8 CDs. Now, eight days. if I factor in like transportation, transportation is like conveying the goods from the warehouse to the the, the let's say let's the say. retailers. And then exactly the retailers, you, you are literally taking the whole uh, and profit out of it. And now I have to, if I have to like um, put back the money into the business, is me putting my actual like
2: money,
0: the the actual money into the business back. And I'm not going to make profits. I mean, in no time, company will be good. That is how Ghanaian companies are not able to sustain themselves for a very long time. Because the people there will keep stealing their money. Even yeah, banks. Yeah, for sure. Banks. Bank money. Bank money. I mean, can work with Trabbit. And I work on my collateral. Be here I'm never service the debt.
1: Like, speaking about Ghanaians and being, em, employing people, like, because my parents used to, like, employ people a lot. And I think when we were leaving Ghana... Um, my mom had a bakery. We used to run a bakery since like I was in like G- atomic
0: Hills bakery
1: hillside bakery. Um, yeah, so why <laughs> so we run it like it was me, my mom, my cousin. and then we had like a house help. and then the guy who we used to run the bakery with like passed away. And so after like oh, when, we, when we were when we, when we were leaving, my dad decided to ask his um niece to come and take over the business i kid you not we came back this business did not thrive because <laughs> so my dad said okay i'm going to use the space to do something like like kind of like a grocery and like uh like a kind of like a whole a whole foods version where you can find organic stuff and mm-hmm. like this. just and like my dad gave it to like a long time employee of my godfather um My godfather used to run this hotel called and Country in Achimota. So, like, my dad used to manage it with him when my godfather decided to get into politics. So, like, my dad still has a relationship with some of these employees from then. So, my dad asked her to come and take care, gave her free room, money to start the business. One, she went to bring somebody without my dad's knowledge to come and live in our boy's quarters. And then the money that we were making from the store... She spent it all. So, we went to Ghana one summer with my dad. And then my dad had me, like, accounting for everything. Like, from the money that he put into the business to what was left. The store was empty, but, but see, there was no money to account for the business. She said, we did see
0: We did principal and interest me. Uh, like, me. the
1: store is empty. Like, there's nothing in there. <laughs> but you, there's no money. Uh. The money that she gave to us, if I tell you, 200 cities. Mind you, the store was filled. She gave they, like
0: they'll tell you, they'll give you all sorts of excuses. You'll be surprised.
1: He's like, I used something to car, pay light bill. You know, I used something to pay light bill. Say, some to know? buy water, say, say, say. and it was just oh. like, it was it was just crazy. And ever since then, I think my dad, like he already he has trust issues, so he he doesn't trust Ghanaians. And I think that's one thing I learned from my parents. My parents ever since like we were like my mom moved to Ghana. If when she was doing anything in the house, she would never give you the money to say so go and buy and come. She will move her car, she will, to, yeah. she'll sit you in the front seat, yeah. go and buy. If they go and mm-hmm. she'll hire somebody to like a truck to bring it. Because on because she realized that, that that's what was happening. no So no, she'll go choose it with you and then bring it. So to yeah. like so every time like our neighborhood people say, So my parents, yeah, they are always like Hey, my my auntie has a joke about my dad. So like oh, we engineer now oh, we accountant, you're always like looking into things. Cause in Ghana, like I feel like because money no day ninty. You know, Obia quick money to be bebu yeah. from top to bottom. Of course like
0: uh,
1: quick, quick, quick DVL
0: Yeah, yeah. a passport office, a airport, airport Oh, airport
1: yeah, airports day. Day. yeah But not to say that I brought you like. I been here like because I think you don't see it often. There's some places when like we were younger, like we, you know, so like, like for example, you saying DVLA, like here back in the day, DVLA, like people used to pay a bribe to like get their license. I'm not going to mention names, but back in the, the
0: day, the DMV,
1: yes, I'm telling you. Back in, the, if you ask the people who've been here for like 30 years plus, they will tell you how like now connection. And he had to send that first, you know, because the amount of connection and, like, kululu things that happen, even politicians here are, like, corrupto. So once now,
0: like,
1: of course, somebody will go and dig and have investigation then they'll come out, embezzlement and stuff. So, like, it happens here as well. Like, but it's just like, it's not in broad daylight, how, like, in Ghana, you can tell say, without even no evidence, you can tell, say, this person is, like, stealing from the government like you can definitely yeah. tell but do you have any pros when it comes to ghana
0: yeah what, just what's for ghana it? ghana you need to have parking fee. Mm. i always say this that
1: well i think we should like start ghana, doing it oh yeah I, I I, the only thing but. is that if we start doing it we'll say it says for To better the country but i feel like we don't have a good way of like monetizing these things that's our problem yeah
0: i mean ghana you don't pay parking fee if you're renting a house or an apartment or whatever it is it's just you paying your utilities utilities and then your rent and that's it Mm. you know if you're buying a house you're paying mortgage you're paying all sorts of bills um so, and also uh the pros about ghana if you have if you build your house in ghana you're done You mm. don't owe anybody uh whatever whatever uh, bills you will pay in america here mm. you, see, so, you, see, self-contained, you don't have to now come and think about the fact that you have to be paying some uh, bills to the Governments, you yes, get sir. it. I mean, we have this property rate and all those things, but Ayana, how many times do they even come for that money? You get it. Also, Ghana, there's peace of mind and there's respect. That's one, one thing I always say is that if if you are working in Ghana and you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're an engineer, or you're a manager somewhere, there's that self-satisfaction that people respect you in society. Mm-hmm. There's that societal status that, oh, we are your doctor, we are your lawyer. Hanum no byambu, you get it and that alone gives satisfaction like right. i said who's me PM or who's like, oh wait or your lawyer that respect is there also in ghana if you have money you're yeah, okay mm. you are very okay you don't have to stress it mm. you can and you can go and enjoy life and you know own so many mm. buildings own so many properties and you're yeah. not going to be questioned you get to build a single family home, we build a single home, castle, a single family, so many houses. But here, the moment you are even go to withdraw more than five thousand leads from the bank, the bank will start questioning. You
1: mm-hmm. You get it. To... Also, done?
0: one thing, one thing, you don't have that student loan kind of.
1: Oh God, speak on it. System
0: there you know people are in school in america well you know we're having this
1: conversation when i came to ghana some of you guys said oh you yeah. rather have that
0: we'll come to that relax we'll come to that one mm. <laughs> you know in, in america Oku school students loan a bare forty thousand, fifty thousand at the end of the four five years whatever yes, interest so oh. yeah exactly but in ghana no, school fees no, average is like for regular students is like two thousand cities 2,000 CDs, 3,000 CDs, I think, for regular students. If you have, if you pay it, you are done. You know, be any Because literally, people here have student loans that they pay to their grave.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Obama paid his student loan till he go to the White House. That is like serious. You guess it? So, that's one of the perks of living in Ghana. And to, every weekend, we're outside,
2: mm-hmm.
0: enjoyment. And she said, you know, people, that sense of community, too, is not here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's living in their home. Somebody's going to come and ask you. You can literally die in your house and nobody knows. Yeah. But Ghana, oh, how are you, you know, that sense of community and belonging is there. And it makes things easier. Sorry. But nobody cares. Everybody's minding their business. And... That is it. I mean, that has this negative side as well, but anyway, I feel like it makes things easier. It makes help. It makes you getting help easier.
1: Also, like for example, in Ghana, for example, I feel like in Ghana, I used to see you every day when I when I came to Ghana. But here, everyone is busy. Is either the person is working. Mm-hmm yeah I feel like Ghana like I didn't see you as like I saw you as like as often like you know, no matter where you live in Accra like you you can link up with your friend whereas here like everyone is like busy and stuff and not has things to do but speaking of like the positive we've spoken about the positive sides of America and the positive sides of Ghana and the negative sides of Ghana so like what are some negative sides that you have experienced since you came to America.
0: Um, first of all, it's too cold right now. I don't like it.
1: It's, <laughs> and also, it's not even that cold yet.
0: But mean to me, me free I mean to me. I mean to me also um I don't like how so I was one that I'm a person that I really give a fuck about. Or really cared about racism. Mm-hmm. Anytime my friend Ajao talks about it in my mind, I'm like, Charlie, shut up! Now ah, every day, yes, every day you complain. You do Ghana every day. I racism.
1: Oh, but, he lives in Ghana. Shout out to him because Ghanaians don't understand but, racism. I'm so sorry, but anyways. But then
0: again, but then again, I realize that it is a black to black thing. Okay. So sometimes when I hear that some there's some gang or a black person has done something and he's been shot or something, literally. In all honesty, right, I don't feel sad because it's like, why are we always fighting ourselves?
2: Mm. I
0: know the system has created that sort of thing, but then again, we all have like that thinking cup to be able to know that nah, this is wrong. One time, I was in a shop, right, and then um there was this, I think it's Liberian. He's, he's Liberian. He's a he's an artisan, and then he was looking for something on the on the on the shelf, and then he asked. Like, um, and I associate who works in the shop. And the person was like, oh, the thing is, like, down the aisle. Because literally, that's what I'm supposed to do, you to where the thing is.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And then the guy, the artisan, was like, like, literally, uh-huh. take me there. And he was like, okay, sure, come with me. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, from nowhere, the artisan just said, "Um, if if he didn't, like, take him there, he would have made sure he'd have lost his job. And this is, like, a black person, black to black. Uh-huh. And in my mind, I'm like, ah, Charlie, we this is our, our own skin color. This is our own people. You mm-hmm. get it. And that time, too, I, was in, I was in the elevator with my mom and this um, black American. I don't know which country he's from. And he has he has a dog. And you know, you're not supposed to like uh, be in the elevator with your pets and other people, right? Mm-hmm. So from nowhere, my mom is scared of dogs. Myself, I'm also scared of dogs. And then the man was like, my mom was like, oh, he should like try and you know pull the leash so that the dog comes closer to himself you get it the owner and then the mom was like well why is my mom like drawing away from the dog It's cruelty my mom was like I'm scared of the dog so literally like keep your dog to yourself yeah. then from from nowhere this guy just get, goes off and talks about how he is from America and we we are from we live on trees from Africa da, 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 da. and I'm like man, I'm like because ah. every try to make you look like oh they are like slightly above you or they want to show that yeah there's some sort of class or like you know the path the derogatory comments and those kind of things mm-hmm. so I don't like that, that thing that bit about America. Okay. As well as like, the necessary bills and like, the bills are, are too much.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: don't pay bills here. I didn't put it on record but then again like when I see the bills that Charlie keeps coming in every single time and things in my mind I'm like yeah this is crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I started out to the shooting. Like every single time if you're living in a black community, and every time you hear that mm-hmm. like, they shot someone or there's some school shooting somewhere and things, you get scared. Mm-hmm. Yes, literally, because you know, Jersey and New York, and I mean, um, this area of America, there are lots of blacks living in this area. So mm-hmm. if you are living here, you are from Africa or you are black, you are scared. Because now, if, let's say, you're even working somewhere, minding your business You may even say you're a thief or something like that so someone will just say something about you and then all of a sudden there's a mob attacking you or they'll just call the police on you mm-hmm. something so that bit of it is something i don't like at all. Like i don't feel comfortable about, comfortable about it at all so sometimes when i'm going places i need to know where i'm going and be careful before i move yeah
1: mm-hmm. basically Okay, so I'm from the whole African-American, af- African thing, you know, it's been a thing where like it's been on the internet, especially on TikTok, people are always saying, like African-Americans in general, They some of them feel like we Africans don't like them and we feel like we're better than them. So when they see us, they portray that type of comments towards us. And Africans also feel like, um African Americans do not like them and I think it's a whole miscommunication that's what I'm going to say because I'm going to speak as somebody growing up in um in America being African wasn't cool so like a lot of people used to like change their names because they would get bullied by as you said African Americans people would say oh like you guys live on trees oh, you guys like sit on elephants to school, like make, you know, comments. And it was because of what like the media over here has shown Africa to be because they would show kids running around naked and always be like, oh, give five cents a day. So like, there's this self-hate. And also like some African-Americans feel like Africans sold them for slavery and stuff. That's another conversation for another day. So like there's the- this hate that comes from, In within and then they speak all of these things towards us and it's like it's sad because at the end of the day like we're all black people so like things like that shouldn't be said comments like that shouldn't be passed and apparently some African some African Americans say that oh um what's it called African people look down on them and then make comments and things like that and I feel like it's just it's because as I'm gonna speak for like our parents like I'm trying to go through their mind they let's say they live in Ghana you know, in Ghana, you, re- you rarely hear, like, there's a shooting in a neighborhood, like, if it's not some armed robber coming to your house, there's no shooting, or something like that, which, it rarely happens, so, like, them coming here, and then, in the movies as well, it's portrayed that uh, Black people do, are the ones who commit, uh, like, you know, all these, crimes and activities and stuff. And then when they come here, they're living in the neighborhoods with you. And Like my parents, when they came to America, they were living in East Orange. And my my parents always tell me every day there was a shooting, there was a shooting, there was a shooting. And my mom said the reason why they moved is because one time they legit saw a dead body in front of their apartment building. And then that's when it clicked to my dad. Like, this is not a place where like, we should raise our kids. And then they moved. And so like, I feel like when people... These Africans come here because they're not used to that. They probably lived in Germany or like Ghana before moving. And my dad person, he lived in Ghana, then moved to Germany before coming here. So it's like living in countries like this, you don't see these crimes going on. And when you come here, predominantly, we're not going to lie. It's our people who are committing these, you know, gun violence, killing killing ourselves i'm not it's saying white people piece. don't commit crime yeah. trust me white people have guns and they be killing us too that that answers yeah, another topic for another true. day but, but like again, it's... all these gang related things be-be-ne. Be-be-ne. and it's like oh even these celebrities who just passed away yeah, it's black off. man to black man and me and exactly. kelly was having this conversation and we was like people are not ready to hear this conversation especially yeah. the black people we're not ready to have have this conversation and so like when they see these things it's like yo what is it because i'm not gonna say africans don't commit crimes here africans do commit crimes here but it's like when you come here this is what you're seeing and then you're getting this self-hate this is what you're seeing so you already have like this perception where like okay i don't want to be associated with these people so i think that's where like that oh i we're we're better than you that these african americans have comes from but i don't feel like africans feel like we're better than them because my dad told me that when he was coming to america he was like oh he's finally going to a country where he gets to see other like black people especially african americans are a lot we feel like they are long-lost brothers and sisters but when you come here they don't give you the love that you thought they would give you and they just make these self comments self, and it comes from society because in society when people feel like oh you're poor, you're this, you're that, they look down on you. And that's what has been portrayed that Africans, we live on trees, there's no water, there's no good health there's not like this, there's not like that. And yeah, I always okay, tell, yeah, you don't have it now, and yeah. I always tell, like, my friends here that it will shock you that when you go to Ghana and you see some of these rich men or some of these houses, they even have money more than you the person who you think that you your your mom is a lawyer or a doctor and you guys are living comfortable it will shock you in Ghana when they say people have money people have money when they say someone is poor they are poor as well so but like the perception has been like oh Africa is poor Africa is poor and so like we're coming here and like we're we're, we're basically taking their opportunities and I think this back and forth back and forth thing it needs to stop and it's not necessary. Um, and yes, that's one of the negative sides. Another negative side is racism where like you as a black person, you're not given opportunity because of, because of how you look. I feel like in Ghana, yes, there's tribalism and uh, me and my dad always have this argument, but I don't think it can be compared to racism because in Ghana, let's say if I was to go for a job, maybe somebody would, I feel like it's rare that somebody will look at my name and say, oh, because your name is this, an Ewen name or something name, I'm not giving you a job. It's there, don't get me wrong. But here, just based on the way you look, there are some jobs you know that you're not getting into. And every, in every aspect, every sector, there's racism. Even our healthcare system here, if you're a certain color, the way you're treated in the hospital is different from somebody who looks more like a piece of paper or somebody who looks like corn. So it's like, the racism is, like, ingrained here. It's embedded here. It's just, like, you have to deal with the systematic racism, and then you also have to deal with, even in our educational system, it will shock you, what they're teaching in Irvington is different from what they will be teaching in, like, Montclair. So, like, and that's because when you go to these communities, there are certain people who live there. So, like, racism is here, and I, and it just stops people from, like, progressing, to like different heights i feel like as a black person i shouldn't be treated differently just because this person looks like this and that's something like in ghana like there's no like oh self-hate we're like oh wait so i'm looking at you down on you or this and that this and that so like when i lived there that i think that's one thing i always say i'm fortunate that my parents moved me to ghana because i didn't get to experience racism at a very young age whereas like most of my friends who grew up here they experienced that while they were in school another negative side as Botique said is like the bills like the bills just keep on piling and piling and piling and piling yeah wait wait
0: wait 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 before you come to that right Mm -hmm. i was having a conversation with a friend the other day and then i was telling i was telling my friend that see when you come to our vacation, right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or oh, you're coming here for, let's say, a month maximum or some, let's say, six weeks or five weeks or three weeks, and let's say they give you $1,000 mm-hmm. or $2,000 as, you know, pocket money, or you come during the summer. I mean, summer, everyone is outside
2: mm-hmm. chilling.
0: You, you get it. And then you when you come here, like, you're just shusty. And you go out. Oh, let's say you're going to the um, ice cream museum. Or you're going to, um, let's say, museum of sex or whatever it is. The fee or the entry fee, is, let's say thirty dollars, right? You see, you give thirty dollars out of your thousand. You still have one hundred and seventy dollars to spare. And always, you're gonna have like friends who are gonna be like, "Oh, it a long while. Let me just pay for you." Da 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 da. So when you come here and you're living during that period that vacation period of three weeks or one month, you don't see that America is hard.
2: Oh, yeah, You don't see that sure. things
0: are hard because you feel like, oh, Charlie, ah, we go here, we go here, we da 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 But the moment you start living here and you are working here, Charlie, for people... And when when I always talk about this, thing, people are like, oh, you go feel good job for McDonald's, you go feel good job for hmm. uh, Burger King. And I'm like, yeah, those are minimum paying jobs. If they are paying you $700 uh, bi weekly, which is every two weeks, they are paying $700 every two weeks, in a month, that is what? Thousands, thousand four hundred net,
2: uh-huh.
0: right? Thousand four hundred net. It, it, so, if you are living alone and let's say you subtract your rent, let's say if your rent is thousand dollars from it, how much is left? Then you
1: 400 have four hundred dollars. Car insurance. Then maybe because you are le- car notes. Maybe you, you, are, you are leasing a car, loans. you have student loans. If you Charlie, went to
0: school, exactly. Credit card, left.
1: utilities. Yeah.
0: Oh Charlie, name them parking, packing
1: groceries.
0: <laughs>
1: like you literally can't survive.
0: You have, exactly. You can't survive. But when you like, tell them, it's like when
1: I tell you, you people might, are I'll, living hand to mouth in this country.
0: Literally, like... <laughs> <laughs> that is one we that's one thing I've 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 really experienced this three months that I've been here. Because previously I just came here for like a month, max max eight weeks, and I'm and I'm out of here. But I mean, this time I've been here for like three months and I've seen that now. It's not that easy. If you're here on vacation four weeks, three weeks, two, one month, you don't see because the whole time you're here, your friends have not seen in a while. So literally, they're going to like sort the bills and, you know, the small, small outings you're doing with them and things. And literally, not every day I'm going to go out. Even if even if you go out twice in a week and you're spending $100 every time you go out, that's like $200 for like how many times you're going to be here? Four weeks? That's $800. Mm-hmm. It's not, you'll not see it but the moment you are living here and you are going out every other week and every other day, you realize I'm not, Charlie. Because a friend of mine texted me. She's, she's probably going to listen to it. And she asked me that, am I still in America, but she hasn't been seeing like views. I she showed them views and things. When she said it, I told her, yeah, it's cold. First of all, it's cold. That's one of the reasons why I didn't go out. Yeah, but here when it's cold, like, a lot of people don't go out. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't want to go out. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, nah, see, am I willing, re- like, like, am I really ready to go in? spend two hundred dollars at a tourist site or something just like that like whilst like i can just kill the money or something
2: Hmm.
0: you get it so that's one of the reasons why in like a while i haven't really gone out to those places like that i mean i'm here on vacation to see places and things and yeah, I've seen a lot of police already. Things I, I I probably may not even have um, um, snapped or put on my social media or something like that. And yeah, that's fair. But then again, Charlie, it's not easy as we think it is from Ghana. And that's the argument when you, the, the argument we were making when you came to Ghana in, in December. That
1: yes, and if you people did not understand my point, I'm not saying Ghana is easy. Like Ghana is hard. I've lived in Ghana. Like trust me. Like, and people feel like oh because maybe when I lived in Ghana like. I get money so like I didn't experience it. bro like me and my parents are people who are like very open I wouldn't say like we are rich like people always think assume that we have money like legit my dad has just worked hard and my parents have just worked hard to provide for us or like to provide where we See. live so it's just like we're, we don't we don't have money yes and we might know people and stuff but like my dad has legit been hustling since Germany like the things that my jobs that my dad has has done from working in a car wash driving taxi being an engineer and everything like (laughs) it's like (laughs) nipa (laughs) bread like and (laughs) like me (laughs) I my dad's hustle is real been going to Germany for eight years it's like now he's 70 so like now when you see that house there and all, everything it's like legit yeah, hard work exactly. it's not like oh some politician's money or something or exactly. selling drugs or something exactly. so it's like exactly. me and my parents the way they brought us out you know you know both sides you know how it is you, you grind for your own so it's like i know how ghana is like my parents used to my mom used to run a business in ghana there were days where like yo i'll go to school my teacher will be like why haven't you paid this classes for you guys you get money but uber her carna like, we're like, money no day like that. But, like, everybody thinks that, oh, money day. So, it's like, I know that Ghana is hard. But my point is that in Ghana, when Ghana is, like, for example, if I'm living in Ghana right now. If, like, right now, if I was living in Ghana I'm not having a job. But, say, I live in my dad's house. There's no way I'm thinking about, oh, my God, how will I pay my phone bill? How will I pay my credit card bill? How will I pay my student loan? How will I do this? How will I do that? Like, these things will not come into my head. And it's like, here, if you don't pay, there's an effect. Your credits, best say you can't, you can't like, you can't, like you, yeah,
0: can't, you can't buy a car in this country. You house, can't live can't without credits,
1: and it's so yeah. sad because a lot of mm. people have bad credits, and because of that, they you can't buy a house, you can't do. it. There's so many things you can't do because you have bad credit. But it's just like you live in a system where like you are eating hand to mouth, so it's like sometimes you have to weigh which one is more important: paying my credit card
0: last, last, or, or, or paying my rent.
1: You get me and. Here yeah, people are working, you know, but they live in their cars. Like they're they are almost oh, that's true.
0: homeless. That's they are true. homeless. I like, was I was I was telling Acha, I was telling Acher the other day that, yeah, people always say there are jobs in America, like, yeah, there are jobs. There are jobs, they're plenty, of deal. like those I mean minimum paying jobs. Plenty day, like every single time I go to like the city supermarkets closer to me, I see like oh, hiring, hiring. Everywhere I pass hiring, hiring. But those minimum paying jobs, yeah, those McDonald's and those KFC and things, dear. you cannot live on it. You can't. And, and you can't. And also, the jobs that everybody wants to like get, you want to have an office paying job. Charlie, it's very difficult to get it here. Yo. People don't know it. It is the truth. Anybody listening to this podcast, please, it is the truth. They people don't think will that, say it's so oh, easy to
1: get a job. So the only job that's easy to uh-huh, get is if you're in the friends. health field.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how can we get people who are like, I have a friend, my dad has a friend who lives in Pennsylvania, right? And he's uh-huh. an engineer from tech, a civil engineer from tech. When he came to America, he had to switch completely to the medical field. He's doing, I think he's a uh, nurse, he's a degree nurse, whatever they call it. You know, he's a nursing practitioner. Yeah, let me put it that way. And now one is because it's easier to get employment here. But, and that's not something you are passionate about doing. You're doing it because of necessity. Uh-huh. You get it. But let's assume, excuse my language, political science for Ghana. A pair, a no you. Even, even if you here. did it, no matter where you even, did it, but even, it. If,
1: even
0: if you did it in America. I found this conversation with McBride and Bing Pong just yesterday. With Sandy, here, yeah, Sandy. We're talking about it when Bing Pong came to get me from the movies. We're talking about it in the car. That See, people will say, oh, it's easy to get employment. But then again, there are certain jobs or certain courses when you do here Forget it. And if you are black, it's even worse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's even worse. That is how come people. Everybody comes here and they are doing some home care, some nursing, some you know, some medical little course or something. So that's one thing I think people in Ghana need to know. If you don't live here, you don't know it. And when they tell you, you deny it. You, you will be like, "It's a lie." You disagree. And that's how come. Like but,
1: sometimes you tell somebody, "Oh, oh ah." But what How come you went to school yeah. in America? Like you did this course, how come you are not working? Like it's not easy, oh! Like it's not I, easy.
0: That's to I'm
1: gonna show you the amount of rejection letters you get, yeah, and like cool. people think said, oh, the whom you know thing is only works in Ghana. The whom you know thing here
2: it works here, it works
1: here much more. It like all these too. big jobs one, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that is whom you really know and yeah, like some deep ass connection. Or like, even people think that so, oh, the school you went to like can put you somewhere here to work. there's some schools that you you, if you went to this school, maybe like the person who went to that school, so they'll hire you quick, so the whom you know thing is very much here in the our working society as well. I'm telling you, like there's so many people. Like I have friends who have graduated with like good as degrees, good GPAs, but like they are working many jobs or they are not working at all because. You are apply. It's not like we are not applying you notes. Know. Trust me, the applications, the amount of applications me and my friends we sit behind our computer and do. Like when we tell our friends in Ghana, they will be like, Hey, to boy, like I Like, trust me, sometimes I can do 20 applications in a day, 50 applications in a day. Some of them one you thing, you won't hear from them three months later. One thing, thing, too is, that,
0: one one thing too is that people living in America do not show or depict the actual picture to Ghana. Mm-hmm. All you see is your friends going on vacations. I have a friend, right? For confidentiality's sake, I'm not going to give the full details. But the person came. The person came to Ghana last Christmas,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the person literally came to Ghana. Uh, I think she. The person bought. The person bought a ticket with Klana. Is that Klana afterpay? Yes, I, or, I I yeah. bought
1: I bought my ticket going to my birthday vacation with Klana too.
0: And and trust me, the person came back, and the the amount of. Money the person had to pay because you remember it was peak peak season Christmas mm-hmm. season ticket was like almost four thousand dollars the person literally has to just come because all was all back. Oh, you will wow. see the person in Ghana alright because yeah the person has come to Ghana but the person coming back to America or wherever the person is going back, to again, hey. no, no. and you only see you only see that you only see all you see is like oh the person has come to Ghana it a yeah thousand dollars the thousand dollars in the cry credit card the you get it, but they won't tell you that. Oh, that is what that is how it is. You only see that. only That is it, you get it. But the, the only thing about Ghana is that Ghana is gonna put own in the first place. You don't even get those credit facilities mm-hmm. to even access in the first place. You don't even get it. Well, zero, you are on zero. You don't even have the, the, the opportunity to even say that you are going to.
1: But my thing with this credit thing, some people like you're in, then you're in debt for like for life, or oh. like they be a kadiwechi, we chi. That's the that's the problem. That's the problem. Because
0: it's like yeah, and 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 that's the thing. People we people don't really tell you the struggle here like that because nobody really wants to talk about it. And no, I, I feel like, like guys, nobody. Will, like, wow. Well, hey, people really no believe you yeah people don't believe you that's also true i mean like because
1: this thing we had this conversation almost a year ago and when i was saying it like everybody on the couch was like not understanding me i think the only people who really understood what i was saying was bimpon and um mcbryan right and this other girl like she kind of understood what i was saying but like they were still say the oh, whole but still ghana ghana this. i'm telling you like people are legit living hand to mouth here and it is bad like wankwe juma like on the bills on the rents like there's like they can't do anything and like people are homeless here like people will say oh I brought to people at home no. trust me Ghana always say this like anya like if your the rents rent there's like that one friend or that one family member or that family house in the yeah that you can go to and be there nobody will bother you me right now if i'm living in a car my dad says oh mommy i can't take you anymore i'm going straight to my grandmother's house how and There's so many avenues. But here, we'll call down for no crown. when we crown on like are you gonna pay bills or not? Like, um oh hello, it's time for you to leave. Like like exactly when, that's when, when when you have a friend in a brooch that can give you some such amount of money or give you that support, that's when you know in a, that's your friend because Here, everybody is for themselves, everybody is struggling. Yeah, we are struggling, nobody's here to help you. Asking for money, asking for a loan is even hard because you know, say your friend, crown, they have bills to pay, so they're they're not about to give you that loan or that money. So, like, if you are dying, you are dying in silence. It's just a few people that you know you can go to that they will support you, but if you are dying, you are really struggling in silence, and I feel like that's something we don't talk about because we see these people come, you know, they are wearing Nikes, yeah, they are wearing nice t shirts. Yeah, they are paying and, the and bill. And the when, conversation
0: about Nike's. And the conversation about Alibar,
1: Nikes. They are paying. Like, and, like that's all you oh, say. Oh, exactly. But it's like they're that's struggling. The conversation you know, about almost, Nike's. Almost yes, security job. Like, they're risking their life doing a security Charlie. job. That probably doesn't pay that much, you huh.
2: know?
1: And it's it's sad, but it is what it is. Like, half, and that's when people say unemployment is in Ghana. Unemployment day, Ghana, but here too, unemployment day. There's so many, majority of me and my friends who graduated the year I graduated the year after and this year because I have friends from these three classes are not in the jobs that they want to be in. The people who are in the jobs that they want to be in are the health people no more more field. But yeah yeah business communication in it they are kick and they are It's either say yeah you may be in your field mukra and even these health people cried earlier I am saying some people are still Working menial jobs at McDonald's, dunking or doing something mm-hmm. that is no, so it's like, bro. And uh, Ghana, they'll say, say, Oh, but Ghana, these jobs are not there. But kid, you know, let's take even our any of our friends that we know and say, "Say Go and work at Beggar King. They will look at you like, Are you dumb?
0: That's another conversation for a different day. I mean, there's yeah. lots of classism in Ghana,
1: exactly. And that is
0: one of the reasons why there's also some sort of Unemployment and price hike in Ghana because some of the places that I see in Ghana, I mean, it's not it's nothing to write home about. And yet yeah. yeah But then again, you go there and you see the prices they have on their um they have on their menu, and then are like, damn. But then again, these are the so-called plush places and high end places, and everybody wants to belong to that that group.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And don't get me wrong, I mean we are all like. Victim, victims of, of such a system. I mean Utimi without 100 CDs. The moment you move out of your house, 100 CDs is gone.
2: Yeah.
0: And and that is one of the things. The only certain is that in Ghana there is no job to even start with. You get mm-hmm. it? Because some houses and things that are here. We do not have such establishments in Ghana first of all mm-hmm. as such. Yeah, I mean there's KFC there's Dominoes and the rest. Mawako, branches Exactly. My, my favorite, Mawako. How many branches do they even have in Ghana? Mm-hmm. And also, everybody, everything is saturated in Accra. Everybody wants to fucking be in Accra. That's
1: another Me, problem. I always say that.
0: I always say that. One of the things I always thank God for was the fact that I've lived in Cape Coast. I've lived in Kumasi. At least I went to school in Kumasi for mm-hmm. four years. And I didn't just go to because because Tech. I went to Kumasi and I made sure I understood how Kumasi functions. I understood mm-hmm. how the the, the, the the region works. I literally went out to places. It's not just like going out to clubs and pubs and mm-hmm. things like that. But like, I literally, I had a friend, Kwanath, I literally followed Kumasi to Swami like twice. Just wanted to see Swami first of all. And also understand the whole cracks and the whole, you know, hype about Swami. You get mm-hmm. it. Sometimes I used to go to places, random places in Kumasi, just to, you know, I wanted to have a feel of the region and things. I mean, I lived in Cape Coast too for eight years, so I know how life outside outside Accra is. Life outside Accra is, speaking from the Cape Coast point of view, it's easy. Uh Trust me, it's very easy because there's no pressure on you. Pressure Uh no day the Cape Coast they're like Accra, you get it. So. Everybody wants to be in Accra, it's going to be in the region, in the capital because yeah, everybody is there. That's where all the big, big companies are, all the important facilities that you want to access are and all that, all those things. But I mean in America, I don't need to go to Washington DC to, to go and finish my passport. Mm-hmm. In Ghana, you have to go to um uh, uh, where passport center in Accra. It's not that they've opened other branches in terms and things to go and do your passport. You get it. I don't even know in America. I mean, it's recently. It's no, recently oh,
1: my dad has been, it's been doing this. he has been there for a while because I know my dad. He usually okay. gets his visa even, in Sunyani.
0: Even with that, even with that, they place their passports in Accra
1: before oh, yeah, I don't know sure. that
0: they do, mm-hmm. and you, this you has a problem. That's one of that. That's one of our problems. Everything is centralized. Yeah. Even though we have like representations of other regions, it's not properly decentralized. You get it. Mm-hmm. So all these things, everybody wants to be in Accra because that is where. The national kick is situated. Yeah. So you're in Kim or you're in Takrade, or you're in, uh, 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 let's see, uh, in Pakadan, or somewhere, and then there's nothing really happening. In prior there's nothing really happening because everything is in Accra. So, and that was one of the conversations my friends and I have been having that if all these companies are coming, why don't we just shift or move these companies to like the hinterlands? Actually, so push all these manufacturing companies to Somewhere in the eastern region or somewhere, it will expand the country with that. We can you know create more jobs and move people to other parts of the country. Nah,
2: so that's,
0: that's, yeah, America Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. The idea, you don't need to go anywhere to access. You can so, be in your in your home and access every single thing that you want to access. You don't need to go to Washington, DC, or go to New York, or go somewhere to go access You get it. If it's if it's a zoo you want to go to, there's a zoo in New Jersey, if it's an amusement park you want to go to. There's an amusement park in Jersey. You don't need to go to New York or go to Washington D.C. to go and see an amusement park or something like that. But in Accra, if it's a zoo you want to, this is about Accra. If it's something you want to, I mm-hmm. it is this Accra. All these nice, nice places. All these places people want to go to. They are all in Accra.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and and that is how come Accra too is very expensive because they know that one to we get you see, you get there's no proper price control.
1: But yeah, so we're going to wrap up, guys. So basically, what we've we've said, we've given you the pros, the cons of living both in both worlds. And this is coming from people who have experienced both sides. So like, in general sense, for me, I want people's take from this to know that yeah, Ghana is hard. Nobody is disputing that. But if we can, let's try if there's if it's possible, let's try and do something about the system. But also, don't think that when you come to America, everything is going to be rosy. Everything's going to be wonderful. Because it's also another different conversation coming to America and not being a citizen. Like that's a whole another conversation as hey, well. That,
0: and that thing, I mean, that conversation is later. something I really want to have. Like, But then again, right, let me just say this. Let me let me just say this. If you give me an opportunity to choose between living in Ghana and living in America, shout out to my, my lawyer, Gilbert, GKP, me, I wholeheartedly live in Ghana. I always tell my friends that there's so much money to make in Ghana. Yeah, just nowhere to tap. I was telling my I was telling love this thing just last week. I've been telling Susan this thing forever. I've been telling all my friends, me, if I am done with law school and I'm done with whatever I want to do after law school, I'm going back to Ghana.
1: Trust me, opportunity Ghana.
0: I see I am not I'm not gonna have a conversation about the legal practice because that's something I want to have with my friends who are legal people. But I know people who are like two years at the bar and Charlie, they've made it. They've made it, they are okay. You get it. But I mean, it's not you know it's not in every profession that you can easily make it. But then again, me for my profession for law, I can speak on that and say that if you're a lawyer in Ghana and you are you are, you are with a very good friend. I'm not saying a big family, I said a very good fan. And yeah, yeah, you have a very good clientele base, Charlie. Yeah, okay. You can you can you can be okay in less than two years or three years. You can be very okay, trust me. Like, it's not that bad at all that people think everything in Ghana is bad. You know, yeah. And even with that, you don't know, even need some political connection.
1: I mean your, I want to come to you. Ghana. Like your, the your end goal, in the end goal is not America for me. Even though I was born here, the end goal for me is not America because uh, it's like here you work hard till you're sixty. Where, like in Ghana, you can like you can you can be doing your business and chilling and not go through the stress and be going up up and down in this coldness. But like that's a conversation for another day. The amount of suffering, the things I had to do to get this one this podcast, it was crazy. But like I also wanted to talk about a different topic. That's like going to be another episode. It's, like a crime packaging. Maybe we we'll, we will talk about that. Yeah,
0: yeah crime packaging
1: later on. That's if I he's a very busy person. That's if I you know get him to come. But thank you for um coming on the podcast. Like I really appreciate you for you know making out time to talk to me. And hopefully, guys, you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you leave a comment. Shout out
0: to shout out to all my brimmers.
1: Shout out to all
0: my breamers. Anyways, <laughs> outside.
1: shout out to all the law students again um go listen to the soccer album go listen to yes,
0: all my lawyers eight yes, landlord has released people should yeah. listen to that album. listen
1: to everything um follow me on social media nina bontu on tiktok and on instagram nina bontu underscore on, on twitter anything i said if you don't like it ask me at Bote, we we are ready for you. We will come crazy as well. So yeah, make sure you follow the podcast. We're on Apple Music. Hey, we say Apple Music, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all other platforms. This is gonna be out like we're legit recording it the day before it
0: comes. Shout out to my doctor, my doctor. Yeah, doctor, address something.
1: Shout out, uh, shout out to you, sis. Uh, shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the Bote's friends. Shout out to my friends. Everybody. Um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, we'll see, catch you guys next week. And it's been a wonderful episode. Bye.
0: Bye. From time I to make it off rapping.
1: Tell my girl if you pass
0: my back, just stay that side. I don't want you back here. Boys, well let her do do. Boys be capping. You say you show we something. Three months come by, nothing happen. Drop the ball and I two kids on my gang till I'm hooded.